Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Here we talk about all things naturopathy and regarding female health. We talk about the benefits of essential oils. We talk about acupuncture, holistic health, and most importantly, topics of female health that are not typically covered by the mainstream media, medical cover-ups, medical conspiracies, and so forth. So sit back, flip on your diffuser, Hello, everybody. This is Gregory with a concurrent episode of the Female Holistic Health Apothecary and the Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going back to the tried and true of this channel where we talk about health and I glean off of an article. So this article is coming out of the August 23rd Wall Street Journal. Life expectancy is longest in Hawaii. Where should you live to have the longest life expectancy? New data suggests heading out west is a good bet. Hawaii has the highest life expectancy of any U.S. state, according to new figures released by the CDC. The combined average life expectancy for men and women in the state was 80.7 years old, making it the only U.S. state with an average expectancy rate above 80 years. Washington state has the second lives have expectancy at 79.2. California was also high on the list at 79.2. Other states that had high life expectancies included Minnesota, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. The CDC report comes as overall life expectancy rates in the U.S. fell sharply in 2020 as the COVID pandemic took hold. The data reveal that Americans' average life expectancy fell to 77 years in 2020, down 1.8 years in 2019, and the biggest life expectancy decline since at least World War II. Now, I find this quite interesting. So let's look at the states that had the worst. And I think some of you could guess what region (laughs) of uh, the United States that that had the worst and this of course is going to be uh, the south so let's look at that while life expectancy was higher in states such as hawaii washington and minnesota it fell sharply in several southern states mississippi came in at the bottom of the list with a life expectancy of 71.9 years west virginia was second to last at 72.8 followed by Louisiana at 73.1 and then Alabama at 73.2. The report said states with the lowest life expectancy were mostly southern states, but also included New Mexico, Indiana, Ohio, Missouri, and Oklahoma. Washington, D.C. was also among the areas with the lower life expectancies. Higher life expectancy was primarily found in the western and northeastern states, but also included Colorado, Minnesota, and Utah. Then they quote Ilya Guten, who's a postdoctoral fellow at the, the place that released the study. Quote, historically speaking, there's a lot of concentrated poverty in a lot of southern states <coughs> and issues of historical racism and discrimination. Okay, we're just going to throw that just nonsense. Active lifestyles in some areas can promote better health and public policy regarding health in certain areas. Okay, blah, blah, blah. All right, so look, we know that men have a lower life expectancy than women. Men right now, it's around 74 
women, it's around 79. Now, I can't show you this map. You can look it up, I'm sure. But <clears throat> the highest states, as mentioned, were Hawaii, Washington State, California, Minnesota, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. And then like right behind it was Nevada, Montana, Wyoming, Arizona, Alaska, and Texas. So let's comment on some of the states that had the high life expectancy. Now look at Hawaii. Have you ever been to Hawaii? You know that the, the native Hawaiian islanders uh, <clears throat> don't have a high life expectancy, a lot of them. Um, don't eat well, and unfortunately, some of them do deal with substance abuse issues. But look who look who can live in Hawaii. It, it requires a lot of money to live in Hawaii in general. And so this kind of goes the difference between Walmart and Whole Foods. If it's a state that in general makes it price prohibited to live there, only the wealthy can live there. And typically, the wealthy as a whole have better access to food, can afford food, or are more knowledgeable about health and biohacks, and therefore it makes sense that Hawaii, albeit they do have an indigenous population, is relatively small compared to the overall population of the, of the state. Washington State's the same thing. Washington State predominantly is white and Asian. Both of those populations tend to be pretty well-educated, uh, I, I would say Washington, Washington state has a very kind of progressive view and you can couple this with California as well. And uh, the, the people that live in like the Bay Area <clears throat> and around Puget Sound and so forth tend to be that also kind of fit that demographic. There's a lot of wealth in that area. And look, that's not to say that Washington doesn't have poor areas like in eastern Washington. But as a, as, as a composite of the entire state, the majority of the state lives around Puget Sound. And as a whole, there's a lot of wealth in that area. And again, the wealthy tend to take care of themselves more. And they tend to be more knowledgeable and woke and more whole foods, farm to food, farm to table kind of type of people. Same thing about California. <clears throat> Minnesota just has that good white Lutheran stock. And uh, maybe that explains. Same for, for New Hampshire. Massachusetts, uh, you know, I wouldn't say they eat the well. But again, you're looking at a lot of, of, um, <clears throat> a lot of wealth in the Boston area. To a certain extent, Massachusetts does just seem to be an outlier. Now, <clears throat> we did an episode about three years ago on the 15 most anti-vax cities. Cities that have the lowest vaccination rates. This is pre-COVID. So just in general, like flu vac, MMR vax and stuff like that. And I talk about in that episode how there's certain pockets <clears throat> that just tend to have people who, who stay better in shape. And you find this in the American West. Again, there's going to be exceptions. Yes, there's going to be fat people in every state we talk about. But if you go to Salt Lake City, if you go to Denver, if you go to, uh, to a certain extent, uh, Portland, right, Bay Area, uh, Phoenix. These places have tend to have a certain population that's very active. That's one of the reasons maybe they live over there, but the, 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 the kind of weather allows it. Maybe not as much in Portland, but certainly in the aforementioned in the intermontane states, a lot of sunlight, right? <clears throat> Boise, these places. So you're going to see just that, that confluence of active people, uh, certain DNA, like the Mormons in Salt Lake, they just, they just, 
age well and take care of themselves. You know, in their religion, for example, they can't drink alcohol. And um, you're just going to see like a certain composite type that it makes sense that those cities and those states have the highest life expectancy. Now, let's juxtapose that with the states that have the lowest. Is it surprising that the lowest is going to be Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana? No, because what do we see in that area? A couple things. <clears throat> Higher rate of fried food consumption. Fried food is very popular down there. I mean, the South is known for fried food. Again, that's not to say that other parts of the U.S. are not known for fried food. But the South is known for fried food. Also, you just have a higher concentration of African-Americans in the South. And as a whole, African-Americans, along with Hispanics, do have a higher rate of comorbidities. In other words, a higher rate of, of having uh, other diseases, namely like diabetes, for example. And so you look at New Mexico. New Mexico is another one that was relatively high. Why? Because that's a very poor state as a whole. And it does have a high percentage of Hispanics and uh, the indigenous Indians that were there when Juan de Añate brought the, the, the Spanish colonists there in the, uh, in the uh, late 1500s. But if you look at the South, that is the highest level of poverty in that area. West Virginia was also thrown in there. West Virginia is a poor area. So it makes sense that, I mean, is there like one factor that makes a lot of this sense? No, but it makes sense as a whole. What do we see? Minorities tend to have a higher rate of poverty. Okay. And as mentioned, that means they're perhaps more predisposed to getting those kind of lifestyle diseases like arthrosclerosis and uh, obesity with, with the metabolic syndrome that comes with obesity, which is high cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, all these things. And so lack or access or interest to healthcare, poverty, those certain uh, populations, Hispanics, and, uh, and, and, and uh, blacks tend to have a higher rate of those particular lifestyle diseases. So it makes sense. And of course, the, the proclivities toward fried food. It makes sense that uh, those states tend to have a shorter life expectancy. So what can we glean from this? Does it mean that we all need to fly to Hawaii and move to Hawaii? No, not necessarily. And all these states, even in Mississippi, are going to find people that stay in shape. One of the things is you listen to this podcast. So you're already kind of health woke. And if you're new to this podcast, then definitely scour to the old episodes where we talk about the importance of fasting, the importance of a paleo diet, the importance of doing, let's say, dry saunas, uh, the importance of staying away from sugar and food dyes and modicine glutamate and the preservatives and all these things, you know, staying off of psychiatric drugs, staying off of drugs in general, a lot of them cause weight gain. And we all know how to eat. You know, we all know what we need to do to stay in shape. It's just a question of doing it. And also, I would tell you, you know, a lot of people move to the Sun Belt because you're healthier and you have more ability to exercise. But look, some of these states that have the highest life expectancy are in very cold areas, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. So it's just a question of where there's a will, there's a way. Most of you guys know my history of, of, of being overweight and keeping it off for 30 something years. So it's, again, it's got to be endogenously wired into you. Regardless of where you're living, I'm going to be active. I'm going to be I'm going to eat well. And once you have those things really inculcated into you, then it doesn't really matter where you live. It doesn't really matter where you live. But I thought you'd find this interesting. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review right now, either on Spotify or Apple. It only takes you five seconds. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. Make a donation up to defray the cost of hosting this on the server because I don't make any money off of this. And also there's a link to Naturopathic Earth, the website where you have tons of recipes, articles of mine, and all the podcast episodes are over there. 
Lastly, subscribe and follow to the female holistic health apothecary, The Awakened Man, and Confessions of an Obese Child. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray.